Hey there, pumpkin. Are you ready for some wisdom? I have some sweet, hot wisdom to give you today. That's right. In our Dead Sea Scrolls adventure, today we are going through the seductress as the inaugural text for their wisdom literature. Now, we're not going to be reading this wisdom literature the same way you would read Proverbs, being very straightforward, being very uh, didactic in nature. The wisdom literature of the Qumran community was layered with various uh, symbols and euphemisms, just like how they talked about the Romans as the Ketim. They didn't want to say those darn dastardly Etruscan Roman jerks, those Italians that took over our land, don't you know? They liked to use euphemisms and a little bit of layered speech here. Now, that is not to say that there is a bunch of super scandalous secret hidden meanings in the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were very open about what they wanted and how they wanted it to go about. However, we can't really do what Barbara Thiering does. Barbara Thiering holding to this theory of a Pesher method of interpretation where you claim that you have some secret way of interpreting the Dead Sea Scrolls. And then you tell people, here's the thing that I already believed and wanted to be true that I just so happened to find in the Dead Sea Scrolls. We're not really going to be doing that. That's ridiculous. And we will assail Barbara Thiering and other people in the uh, cottage industry of Dead Sea Scrolls interpretation after we read the actual Dead Sea Scrolls. That's right, we will not be done just because we read the whole thing. Having heard it for yourself, we're going to show some examples of why you should never trust people with a PhD behind their name trying to attack your faith using something so silly as the Qumran community. But with that said, let's go ahead and read The Seductress. Dot, dot, dot. Dang it. It always starts with fragmentary dot, dot, dots, doesn't it? Speaks vanity and dot, 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 errors. She is ever prompt to oil her words, and she flatters with irony, deriding with iniquitous lips. Her heart is set up as a snare, and her kidneys affections as a fowler's nets. Her eyes are defiled with iniquity, her hands have seized hold of the pit. Her legs go down to work wickedness, and to walk in wrongdoings. Her dot 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 are foundations of darkness, and a multitude of sins is in her skirts. Her dot 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 are darkness of night, and her garments dot dot dot. Her clothes are shades of twilight, and her ornaments plagues of corruption. Her couches are beds of corruption, and her dot 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 depths of the pit. Her inns are couches of darkness, and her dominions in the midst of the night. She pitches her dwelling on the foundations of darkness. She abides in the tents of silence. Amid everlasting fire is her inheritance. Not among those who shine brightly, she is the beginning of all the ways of iniquity. Woe and disaster to all who possess her, and desolation to all who hold her. For her ways are ways of death, and her paths are roads of sin. And her tracks are pathways to iniquity, and her byways are rebellious wrongdoings. Her gates are gates of death, and from the entrance of the house she sets out towards the underworld. 
None of those who enter there will ever return, and all who possess her will descend to the pit. She lies in wait in secret places, dot, dot, dot. In the city's squares, she veils herself, and she stands at the gates of towns. She will never rest from whoring. Her eyes glance hither and thither. She lifts her eyelids naughtily to stare at a virtuous man and join him, and an important man to trip him up, at upright men to pervert their way, and the righteous elect to keep them from the commandment, at the firmly established to bring them down wantonly, and those who walk in uprightness to alter the statute, to cause the humble to rebel against God and turn their steps away from the ways of justice, to bring insolence to their heart so that they march no more in the paths of uprightness, to lead men astray to the ways of the pit and seduce with flatteries every son of man. And that's the seductress. At first... We want to say that the Qumran community, whoever is writing this, is clearly going off of King Solomon's personification of foolishness in the book of Proverbs. Uh, in Proverbs, it's this lady, foolishness, calls down everybody like, Hey, follow me. It's fine. You can steal if you want. If you can get away with it, it's okay. Bread eaten in secret is so delicious. It's all right. Come on, everybody. It's great. And, of course, whoever follows the lady foolishness, foolishness personified, is, of course, going to go down into death. It sounds at first blush that this is what the wisdom literature of the Qumran community is saying. But remember that the Essenes in the Qumran community were, for the most part, celibate. They had very, very ambivalent feelings toward women. And if we look at this document with that in mind, I wonder whether they're not being ironic. They're not being metaphorical in their language here. Her eyes are defiled with iniquity. Okay, so she's looking at things, thinking about what she can get out of them. Her legs go down to work wickedness. Or, hey, a multitude of sins is in her skirts. Oh, oh. Sounds to me like they're talking about sexual sins. Her clothes are shades of twilight, and her ornaments plagues of corruption. Her couches are beds of corruption. Couches? And is there a metaphorical way you can interpret that? It seems to me that this might actually be a straightforward, hey guys, avoid women like the plague. Avoid the seductress that is actually a seductress. Avoid a hooker. Avoid a prostitute. You are going to stray from the paths of righteousness if you do that. I mean, it says here towards the end, she lifts her eyelids naughtily, naughty, to stare at a virtuous man and to join him, and an important man to trip him up, and upright men to pervert their way, and the righteous elect to keep them from the commandment. At the firmly established, to bring them down wantonly, in those who walk in uprightness to alter the statute. Hmm. To cause the humble to rebel against God. It seems to me that these are these aren't really just observations about false teaching or foolishness, although many commentators believe that to be the case. But a virtuous man, okay, that makes sense. An upright man, sure, 
that makes sense. The righteous elect to keep them from the commandment. Yeah, that's true. Um, a seductress will do that if you decide to fornicate with her or uh, pay for fornication. God forbid. But then when they say um, the firmly established or important to bring them down wantonly, that sounds like maybe there's an economic incentive for her to go ahead and snare one of these guys. Really, as it is in real life, this might be some sort of gold digger that the Qumran community is describing here. I really do think this might have not been so much wisdom literature trying to describe a false teacher or foolishness so much as it was something of a, maybe a sermon against uh, the ladies, going after the ladies and chasing some tail. Which, obviously, that has its place. The Holy Scripture forbids fornication and adultery and prostitution and all sorts of stuff like that. But, I don't think this really belongs in wisdom literature. It seems like some people are seeing things they want to be there that would make the Qumran community look better, rather than, oh yeah, they they really didn't like women very much. Keep in mind, telling you to do something is not the same as wisdom. Describing something bad, that's not wisdom. Now that said, it might feel a little disappointing that I talked about a little bit of their veiled language here, and we come to the seductress document, and I don't think it's actually veiled language or even symbolic. Not to say that these guys were the whole he-man woman haters club, but they saw women as fundamentally dangerous. But let's go ahead and go on to the actual exhortation to seek wisdom that comes after the seductress. And you, sons of men, woe to you. This is again from the exhortation to seek wisdom. And you, sons of men, woe to you, for he, man, sprouts from his ground like grass, and his grace blossoms like a flower. His glory blows away, and his grass dries up, and the wind carries away its flower, dot, 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 so that it is found no more, dot, dot, dot. They shall seek him, but shall not find him, and there is no hope for him, and his days are like a shadow over the earth. Now pray, hearken to me, my people, heed me, O you simple, become wise through the might of God. Remember his miracles which he did in Egypt, and his marvels in the land of Ham. Let your heart shake because of his fear, and do his will, dot, dot, dot. Your souls according to his good graces, and search for yourself a way towards life, a highway towards, dot, dot, dot. A remnant for your sons after you. And why have you given up your soul to vanity, dot, 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 judgments? Hearken to me, O my sons, and do not rebel against the words of Tetragrammaton. Again, I don't pronounce it Yahweh. Don't really see a reason to. Typically, the Bible just says the Lord, all caps. I think that's good enough for me, but they put the Tetragrammaton there. Do not walk, dot, dot, dot. But in the way he established for Jacob, and in the path which he decreed for Isaac. Is one day not better? Dot, dot, dot. His fear and not to be afflicted by dread into the fowler's net. Dot, dot, dot. To be set apart from his angels, for there is no darkness nor gloom. Dot, dot, dot. And you, what do you understand? Dot, dot, dot. Before him evil shall go towards every people. Happy is the man to whom it, wisdom, has been given thus. Dot, dot, dot. 
the evil, nor let the wicked boast, saying, It has not been given me, nor... For God gave it to Israel, and with a good measure he measures it, and he will redeem all his people, and he will put to death those who hate his wisdom. Seek her, and find her, grasp her, and possess her. With her is length of days, and fatness of bone, the joy of the heart, and... Happy is the man who works it... Who does not seek it of deceit, nor holds to it with flatteries, as it has belonged to his fathers, so will he inherit it, and hold fast to it with all the strength of his might, and all his immeasurable, dot, 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 and he shall cause his offspring to inherit it. I know how to labor for good. God inspects all the chambers of the womb, and he tries all its inward parts. God shapes the tongue and knows its words. God makes the hand and understands their deeds. Not much actual wisdom going there. There is an exhortation to wisdom when he says, Seek her and find her, grasp her and possess her. But there is a little bit of some dirty secrets here. Let's look here earlier on when it says, Do not walk, dot, dot, dot. But in the way he established for Jacob and in the path which he decreed for Isaac. What does that mean? Well, in the way he established for Jacob, we do understand that in the Old Testament there are times in which Jacob is used as a catch-all term for all the tribes of Israel together because they are named after the sons of Jacob, their forefathers, the patriarchs. But then in the path which he decreed for Isaac, what path? What path did God decree for Isaac? And why would that be so important to bring up in a didactic exhortation to wisdom? How did Isaac live? Isaac, when Rebekah was first brought to him, was meditating in a field. We hardly ever see Isaac actually doing anything. I mean, he's a nomadic Bedouin under his father Abraham. He is the child of promise. And, well, because of that, he carries the same promise of blessing to his son Jacob, all the way down to his son Judah, Jacob's son Judah, who then carries that promise all the way through the generations until we find Christ. But I honestly don't think they're paying attention to the promise so much as they are talking about a path. How did Isaac live? And we don't see him doing much except meditating in a field. Except being single until a woman is brought to him. Being faithful, I suppose, but in a way that appeals to the Qumran community. Why is that? Isaac did not go to a tabernacle. Isaac did not have a temple. Isaac did not have a Zadokite priesthood that he would be beholden to in Jerusalem. Isaac was not under the Romans. Isaac was not under the Greeks or the Persians or the Babylonians. Isaac was an independent nomadic Bedouin because that was the, well, the situation he was in after Abraham had taken his family out to Canaan. I wonder, and I honestly think this is a part of it, if they bring up Isaac in the way that he lived, the path which they believe God decreed for him, in order to separate themselves from the common Hebrew requirement by the Torah, the law, for them to go get their butts out to Jerusalem to observe the Passover, to do sin offerings and burnt offerings. 
Isaac was the offering. They want to see themselves as the offering, as the meditative, ascetic group. This is them saying that that is how you ought to live. Be a separatist who is not under the parts of the law that they don't like, so long as you are part of Isaac's prescripted path. Now, further, and a little bit along these lines here, when they say that God decreed this for Isaac, when they tell us, seek her and find her, grasp her and possess her, calling back to King Solomon's personification of wisdom, with her is length of days and fatness of bone, the joy of the heart, and dot, dot, dot. Well, the wicked, they don't want the wicked boasting, saying, it has not been given me. Happy is the man to whom it wisdom has been given thus, nor let the wicked boast, saying, it has not been given me, because God gave it to Israel, and with a good measure he measures it, and he will redeem all his people, and he will put to death those who hate his wisdom. What does all of this mean? Well, if God inspects the chambers of the womb, as the document says, and he tries all its inward parts, he shapes the tongue and knows its word, he makes the hand and understands their deeds, if you do not have the decision to be how you are, and you need that wisdom placed in you by God. Now, of course, you cannot boast saying you were never given wisdom, so you can't be held accountable, but grasping wisdom is grasping that which is within. Let's rephrase that in a more easy-to-understand way. When you are conceived, God decides whether or not to put the spark of wisdom in you. That would just be in you. And, of course, if you are part of his elect of Israel, then you have it. God gave it to you. How do you get this? How do you perceive this? By walking along the paths of Isaac, who again does not have to do what everybody in Israel would have to do in the first century BC and AD. No, instead, in order to grasp this wisdom and reap its benefits, especially the fatness of bones and length of days, um, you would have to join the Qumran community. This is not a wisdom literature document. This is a theological statement that embraces the Gnostic soteriological position with some key differences between them and, say, Valentinian Gnosticism, but still the same general message. According to Gnosticism, the Ion Sophia descended from the Pleroma and, uh, well, accidentally created the material universe by creating the uh, Demiurge, Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth, upon his birth, upon his creation, immediately goes about creating material stuff into then mankind. But Sophia, wisdom, feels sorry for mankind being a stupid and foolish creation by the Demiurge, Yaldabaoth. So she decides to give them a leg up, a spark of divinity, that if people truly understand and seek that which is already within them, their divine spark, they can reach a state of enlightenment and holiness which allows them to escape the cycle of reincarnation that is imposed upon them by the Demiurge. That's the general Gnostic tack. Of course, there were 
other Gnostic branches and denominations. But that's general Gnosticism. That's what most Gnostics actually believed. And the Qumran community is saying the same thing with some asterisks. Seek wisdom. By wisdom, which we mean that which God put within you from conception because you never had a choice and it's not about your free will. But seek that wisdom that's inside of you because you're a super special member of the Israelite race. And the only way for you to do that is by joining our community and being a part of this so you can be so above your countrymen and your kin that you don't have to do these special temple sacrifices. You can be free from that. Again, is that actual wisdom literature according to Proverbs and Ecclesiastes? Wisdom literature like the Song of Solomon or uh, Psalm 119 is often considered wisdom literature as well. Is that, does that sound like wisdom literature to you? No, of course not. It is a theological statement pretending to be wisdom literature. It is a theological statement in drag. And they are doing this as a means of encouraging people towards their bad habit of collecting theological extremes. Remember, these people are ecclesiolaters that believe that outside their church is no salvation, their little community. They are hyper, super duper hyper Calvinists that believe in a double predestination, but even harsher, as if that was really a thing. They, they honestly believed that God was the author of evil, forcing people to sin because he put demons inside of them. And in addition to that, they have a theological extreme of Gnosticism, where your knowledge saves you. Their soteriology, because of this, because they collected all these hyper-extreme positions, that they're mutually exclusive. They really are. You can't hold to all of them at once. And Qumran said, oh, but yes, we can. And we are not really going to square the circle. And documents like these sound a little bit like bait and switch. Just a little bit of a bait and switch so they can get some people out of the matrix, so to speak, and get them to be a part of their uh, ascetic cult and do everything that they want him to. Now, I'm sure that that sounds like catnip to the Dan Brown Da Vinci Code types who want to claim that the church was always Gnostic in one way, shape, or form. They really, really want to say that. But you got to realize that from the very earliest years of the church after Pentecost, the apostles were battling ideas like this. First John, that battles... Docetism, the idea that Jesus' body was just an illusion. St. Paul with Colossians is battling proto-Gnostics. It is no surprise that the Dead Sea Scrolls include a lot of proto-Gnostic doctrine that the apostles probably had to wrangle with and fight. Instead of the church always being Gnostic, in reality the church has always fought Gnosticism. But let's go ahead and move on here to the next little writing. It is a parable of warning. Really, really badly damaged papyrus, so we only have a little bit of it, but let's see if there's something of value here. Sages, reflect on this. If a man has a good tree which grows as far as heaven and its branches reach to the extremities of the lands, yet it produces thorny fruits dot dot dot, former rain and latter rain, dot dot dot, and in thirst, dot dot dot. 
I'd like to see the what then, but we have fragment three. God will avenge himself on you for your transgression, your designs, and he does not stand up against you to rebuke you and to dispute with you. God's seat is in heaven, and his dominion is over the lands and seas. So, with the parable of warning, we don't really have anything of value. Unfortunately, it is so fragmentary, we can't really get on what the quote-unquote sages were supposed to reflect on. Maybe we'll have a little bit more luck with sapiental didactic work A. It's a one-line fragment. Y'all ready for this? Put a lock on your lips and protecting doors to your tongue. Dot, dot, dot. That's it. <laughs> I love that. In the midst of the collection of their wisdom literature, their most holy high wisdom that all of the cottage industry about the Dead Sea Scrolls would claim is the real right spiritual track. What message do we have from the Qumran community? <clears throat> uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> Zip your lips, mister. Do it. You put a door on your mouth and lock it. Yeah, great wisdom, guys. Great wisdom. I'm pretty certain there really isn't any wisdom to see here. Nothing to see here. Well, okay, there's another fragment here for another wisdom composition called a sapiential work. I will teach you knowledge and wisdom and understand the ways of man and the works of the sons of man. According to God's loving kindness towards man, he has enlarged his inheritance in the knowledge of his truth. And according to his rejection of every evil man, no one who walks after his ears and his eyes shall live. And now, his loving kindness, dot dot dot, the ancient, they will consider the years of all the generations as God has revealed, dot dot dot. Not much there regarding actual wisdom here. Unfortunately, again, it is so fragmentary that we only have that one translatable stanza. However, when this author says, I will teach you knowledge and wisdom and understand the ways of man and the works of the sons of man, well, what knowledge does he offer in this brief little few lines? According to God's loving kindness towards man, he's enlarged his inheritance and the knowledge of his truth, and then it says he, his rejection of every evil man. No one who walks after his ears and his eyes shall live. What does he mean by this? Remember, in Qumran, they believed that God, according to the even harsher somehow than double predestination, double predestination, he's the one making people evil, deciding that they will do evil things and decreeing the evil deeds that they will do. So, God's loving kindness towards man that enlarges the inheritance for those who grasp the knowledge of his truth necessarily rejects the idea that people who are decreed to be evil have any inheritance at all. Their inheritance is darkness, it's hell. So then the writer of a sapiential work says his loving kindness, the ancient they will consider the years of all the generations as God has revealed, which gives us something of a potential meditative practice. How do you consider the generations? Boy, howdy, would Qumran love to show you some calendars and some stars? <laughs> Boy, howdy, would they love to show you some histories for you to go over and read and potentially memorize 
as a meditative practice by which you can apprehend the wisdom that God put in your heart as a member of the Qumran community. That almost sounds like the Zen koans that are supposed to cease all rational thought, just slowed down a lot. It might be a little bit like that if you consider all these generations of who begat, who begat, who begat, who then begat this guy and that guy, who then begat the other guy over there. That might be a way of ceasing rational thought. Just a speculation. I, I doubt that that's 100% going to be the case, but the sapiental work here is probably more of a practical kind of guide. And that's not to be unexpected, after all, the Gnostic tendency was towards asceticism. Gnostics often either went to asceticism or hedonism. Most of them went to being monks in a desert trying to find where Most Holy Sophia was in their hearts. I doubt that Qumran would really stray from that, even though they were proto-Gnostics. Let's see if a sapiential work, too, has the same idea. This one's a bit longer, thankfully, so we can get more of what it was they were getting at. From heaven he judges the work of wickedness, and all the sons of truth will be accepted, dot dot dot, until his end and all those who have wallowed in it, shall be frightened and scream, for heaven, dot dot dot. The waters and abysses shall be frightened, and all the spirits of the flesh shall be laid bare, and the sons of heaven, dot dot dot, its judgment, and all injustice will yet come to an end, and the age of truth will be completed, dot dot dot, in all the everlasting ages. For he is the God of truth, and from the beginning of years, dot dot dot, to establish righteousness between good and evil, dot dot dot. For his is a fleshly inclination, and his foundation, dot dot dot. For he opens his mercies, dot dot dot, and to give nourishment to all the living, dot dot dot. If he keeps his hand tight, the spirit of all flesh is gathered in. Do not take, dot dot dot, and the debtor, let him quickly repay his debt. As for you, settle with him, for you must keep an eye on your money purse, attend your creditor on behalf of your friend, and you have given all your life for him. Give quickly what is his, and take your purse. Let your spirit not diminish because of your words. Do not exchange your Holy Spirit for any wealth, for no price equals it. For no man thrusts you away. With favor seek his grace and speak according to his tongue, and you will then find your pleasure. Dot, 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 do not, dot, 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 do not abandon your precepts, and take care of yourself with your mysteries. If he assigns you some work to do, do not rest or give sleep to your eyes until you have done his commandments. Dot, 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 and do not add, dot, dot, dot. And if it is to be humbled, do not, dot, 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 Lift up your eyes and see that man's zeal is great, for deceitful is the heart more than every dot dot dot. And also by his gentle wisdom, you will hold fast to his service dot dot dot. You will consult with him, and you will be his firstborn son, and he will have compassion on you like a man on his only son dot dot dot. For you are his servant and his chosen one. Do not trust something dot dot dot. And do not keep awake because of dot dot dot, and become for him like a slave. Do not strike him who is without your strength, lest you stumble and your shame increase greatly. Do not sell yourself for wealth. It is better for you to be a slave in spirit, and serve your master freely, and do not sell your glory for a price. 
Do not give money in pledge for your inheritance, lest it impoverish your body. Do not satiate yourself with bread while there is no clothing. Do not drink wine while there is no food. Do not seek luxury when you lack bread. Do not glorify yourself in your need if you are poor, lest you degrade your life. Also, do not treat with contempt the vessel of your bosom. It says in here in parentheses, wife, dot, dot, dot. Each time, so that he shall not fill you, and according to his spirit speak against him, dot, 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 without rebuke. Forgive the worthy, and dot, 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 and you shall not swallow up his spirit, for you have spoken in whisper, dot, dot, dot. And he has recited quickly his rebuke. Do not overlook your sin, for he is as righteous as you are. For he is a prince among princes, dot, dot, dot. He will do. For how unique is he in all activity without, dot, dot, dot. Do not reckon an unjust man as a help, nor one filled with hatred, dot, 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 apart from the wickedness of his deeds at his visitation. Know how to walk with him. Dot, dot, dot. Let instruction not depart from your heart, and God will be for you yourself. Widen dot, 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 in your poverty, for who is more insignificant than a poor man? Do not be jolly while in mourning, lest you labor all your life. Look at the approaching mystery and grasp the sources, or begetters, of salvation, and know who is to inherit glory or injustice. Will they not... Dot, 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 and for their mourning, everlasting joy, dot, dot, dot. Be an advocate for your business, dot, 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 all your sins. Pronounce your judgment like a righteous ruler. Do not take, dot, 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 and do not overlook your sin. Be like a poor man in your dispute. His judgment, dot, 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 take. Then God will see, and his anger will cease, and he will forgive your sins. For before his anger no one can stand, and who is righteous in his judgment? And without pardon, how can the poor stand firm before him? And as for you, if you are in need of food, your need and your plenty, dot, 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 you will make abundant. Be led to the sustenance of his delight, and take from him your inheritance, and do not add again, dot, dot, dot. By the word of his mouth everything is, and whatever he feeds you with, eat it, dot, 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 of your life, vacat. If in your need you borrow money from people, do not, dot, 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 day and night, there shall be no rest for your soul until you have repaid your creditor his money. Do not lie to him so that you will not bear guilt for it. Furthermore, because of the reproach, dot, 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 you will not trust his neighbor. In your need, he will close his hand. Your strength, dot, 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 if you receive a stroke, dot, 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 do not hide from him who strikes you so that he will not reveal your shame. And next fragment here. And remember that you are poor. And what you lack, you will not find. Dot, dot, dot. If someone has left a deposit with you, do not put your hand on it, lest it be burnt and your body be devoured by its flame. As you have received it, so return it. And you will rejoice if you have no responsibility for it. Accept no goods from someone whom you do not know, lest he increase your poverty. But if he has thrust it on you, let it be a deposit until death. But do not let your spirit be destroyed by it. Then you will lie with the truth, and your memory will flower forever when you die, and your posterity will inherit joy. You are poor. Do not desire anything save your inheritance, and do not be devoured by it, lest you change your boundary. But if he brings you back to glory, walk in it, and in the approaching mystery, search its beginnings. 
Then you will know his inheritance, and you will walk in righteousness, for God will shine his face on all your ways. Honor him who glorifies you, and praise his name always. For your head is above the summit of the mountains, and he has given you a seat among the nobles, and has made you to rule over an inheritance of glory. Seek always his pleasure. You are a poor man. Do not say, since I am poor, I will not seek knowledge. Shoulder every discipline, and with every dot 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 refine your heart, and your thoughts with a multitude of understanding. Search the approaching mystery, and consider all the ways of truth, and behold all the roots of injustice. Then you will know what is bitter for a man, and what is sweet for a human being. Honor your father in your poverty, and your mother in your steps. For his father is like God to a man, and his mother like a ruler to a human being. For they are the crucible from which you were born. And as he placed them over you as rulers, and a frame for the spirit, so serve them. And as he has revealed to you the approaching mystery, honor them for your honor's sake. And in dot dot dot, the splendor of their face, and your life's sake, and for the length of your days, and if you are as poor as dot dot dot, without precept, you have taken a wife in your poverty, take the offspring dot dot dot. From the approaching mystery, when you are joined together, walk with the helpmate of your flesh. Next fragment. His father and his mother, and he will cling to his wife, and they will become one flesh. He made him rule over her, and she dot dot dot. He did not make her father rule over her, and he separated her from her mother, and towards you will be her longing, and she will be one flesh for you. He will separate your daughter for another, and your sons, dot, dot, dot. And you will become one with the wife of your bosom, for she is the flesh of your nakedness, and whoever rules over her apart from you has changed the boundary of his life. He has made you to rule over her spirit, so that she may walk according to your pleasure. Let her not increase vows and free will offerings, dot, 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 Bring back her spirit to your good pleasure, and annul by the utterance of your mouth every binding oath of hers by which to vow a vow, and by your will stop her. Of your lips, dot dot dot, forgive her for your sake, let her not multiply. Next fragment. And you, O man of understanding, look on, and grasp the wonderful mysteries of the God of awe. Look at the approaching mysteries and the ancient deeds, what was and will be in each deed and deed. Day and night he meditates on the approaching mystery and studies it always. Then you will know truth and injustice, wisdom and folly in all their ways together with their visitation for all the eternal ages and everlasting visitation. Then you will know the difference between good and evil relating to their deeds. For the God of knowledge is the foundation of truth. And through the approaching mystery, he set apart its foundation, the work of his hands, dot, dot, dot. And in pure understanding were revealed the secrets of his thought, with his perfect conduct in all his deeds. Always seek these eagerly and understand all their results, and then you will know everlasting glory, and his marvelous mysteries, and the might of his deeds. And you will understand the beginning of your reward at the memorial of the time that has come. Engraved is the decree, and all the visitation is determined, for God's ordinance is engraved over all the iniquities of the sons of Seth. And a book of memorial is written before him, for those who keep his word. And this is the vision issuing from the meditation on the book of memorial. And he gave it as a heritage to mankind and to the people of the Spirit. For his man's shape is modeled on the Holy One's. But meditation belongs no more to the fleshly spirit, for it cannot distinguish between good and evil according to the judgment of its spirit. 
and you, son of understanding, look at the approaching mystery and know the heritage of all the living, and his conduct and his visitation, whether large or small, dot, dot, dot. Do not be touched by wickedness, for whoever is touched by it will not be innocent. According to his inheritance in it, he will be wicked. Son of the intelligent, consider your mysteries and the foundation of dot, dot, dot. Next fragment. Now, we still have a few pages here. Watchfulness will be in our heart, and confidence in all our ways, vakat, knowledge. And they have not searched for understanding, and have not chosen, vakat. Is he not the God of knowledge, dot, 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 on the truth, establishing all their ways of understanding? He has assigned to all those who inherit truth, watchfulness. Have not peace and quiet, dot, dot, dot. Have you not known, dot, 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 for the holy angels in heaven, and dot, 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 truth. And they will pursue all the roots of understanding, and watch over, dot, 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 and according to their knowledge, they will be honored, one more than another. And in conformity with his intelligence, will his honor increase, dot, dot, dot. Are they, the angels, inert like man? Are they quiet like a son of man? Are they not, dot, 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 eternity, inheriting in everlasting possession? Have you not seen? Next fragment. And now, O oh, you foolish hearts, what good is to someone who is not, dot, 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 what is silence for someone who does not exist? And what is judgment if it has no foundation? Why do the dead groan over there? Dot, dot, dot. You have been shaped, and your return is to eternal destruction. For it shall wake up, dot, dot, dot. Your sin, darkness will roar against your dispute. And all those who exist forever, those who search truth will be aroused for your judgment, and then all the foolish hearts will be destroyed, and the sons of injustice will be found no more. And all the supporters of wickedness will be put to shame. The foundations of the firmament scream at your judgment, and all the dot 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 will thunder. And you, elect of truth, and pursuers of righteousness and judgment, guardians of all knowledge, how will you say we labor for understanding and keep awake to pursue knowledge? dot, 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 and be not weary in all the years of eternity. Will he not delight in truth forever and knowledge? Dot, dot, dot. The sons of heaven whose inheritance is eternal life, will they indeed say, we have labored in the works of truth and we exhausted ourselves in all the ages. Will they not walk in eternal light and inherit glory and great splendor? Dot, 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 and you, O son of understanding. Next fragment. Your lips are the opening of a spring to bless the holy, and in the eternal spring you have praised. The holy has separated you from every spirit bound to flesh. As for you, separate from all that he hates, and keep away from all the abomination of the soul. For he has made all, and caused them to inherit each his heritage. He is your portion and your heritage among the sons of man, and he has made you ruler in his heritage. And in this you glorify him in consecrating yourself to him, when he made of you the holy of holies for the whole world. And in all these he cast your lot, and he has much increased your glory, and has made you the firstborn for himself among dot dot dot. And I give you my goodness, as for you is not my goodness for you. In his faithfulness he has walked always dot 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 your deeds. And as for you, search his judgments from all your accusers with all dot dot dot, Love him, and with eternal loving kindness and mercy towards all who keep his word, and his zeal, dot, dot, dot. And as for you, he has opened understanding to you, and he has 
made you the ruler over his treasury, and appointed you a receptacle of truth, dot, 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 them with you, and to revoke anger from the men of goodwill by your hand, and to visit with you, and before you take your heritage from his hand, glorify his holy ones, and before, dot, 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 he has opened the spring of all the holy ones, and everyone called holy by his name, dot, 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 with all the ages, his beauty and splendor, to become an everlasting plant, will walk all those who inherit the earth. For in heaven, dot, 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 and you, O man of understanding, if he has made you rule over handcraft and knowledge, dot, 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 secret to all mortal men, and from there you will seek your prey, P-R-E-Y, and understand much. And by all your instructors increase in learning. Dot, 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 bring from your poverty to all those who seek pleasure, then you will establish, dot, 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 you will be filled and you will be satisfied with plenty of good by the skill of your hands, dot, 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 for God has assigned a heritage to all the living, and all those wise in heart have become intelligent. Next fragment. For all of them will seek their times, and each man according to his pleasure, like a spring of living water which contains a secret, do not mix with your merchandise that which dot dot dot. Why should it be a mixture like a mule? And you should be like one dressed in mixed materials, in wool and in linen. And you should labor with an ox and an ass yoked together. Your produce also would be like that of one who sows mixed seeds. Let the seed and the crop and the produce of the vineyard be holy. Next fragment. And every fruit that is grown, and every tree that is pleasant and desirable, providing understanding. Is this not a pleasant and desirable garden, providing much understanding? He made you, Adam, rule over it to cultivate and guard it. Vakat. The soil will sprout for you thorn and thistle, and it will not give you its strength, because of your unfaithfulness. Vakat. She, Eve, gave birth, and all the sentiments of her who has conceived, dot, 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 all your secrets, dot, 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 and all your affairs, for it will sprout for you everything, dot, 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 knowing evil, knowing good. Next fragment, and beware lest you, dot, 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 the judgment of Korah, and he has unstopped your ear, and the prince of your people. He has divided the inheritance of all the rulers, and the formation of every deed is in his hand. He knows the reward of their works, and judges them all in truth. He visits the sons and the fathers, the sojourners, proselytes with all the natives. He will speak, dot, dot, dot. If you are a farmer, pay attention to the seasons of the summer, and gather in your produce in its time, in the period of, dot, 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 the good with the evil. Observe your produce and your work. In your labor, consider the good with the bad, the intelligent man with the fool. And that's it. My goodness. Ugh. Okay. What on earth is all this getting at? It goes all over the place and in so many different directions. How on earth do you understand this? I will say again that this is not a wisdom literature work. It does not belong in the genre of wisdom literature. It is more like a practical mysticism how to guide. It says in the first stanza, from heaven he judges the work of wickedness, and all the sons of truth will be accepted. That's your kind of thesis statement from which everything else is going to be springboarding off of. And then he talks about money. Don't be a debtor to anybody. Don't uh, have money that you owe. Quickly do that. But the question is, why? Why is that so important? It says, 
Do not abandon your precepts and take care of yourself with your mysteries. And earlier, let your spirit not diminish because of your words. Do not exchange your Holy Spirit for any wealth. What does he mean by Holy Spirit? He's not talking about the third person of the Trinity. The Qumran community has expressed, and we saw this with the community rule and with the war scroll, that God puts a spirit in you. He puts it in you at your conception, at your birth, that divine spark, probably related to that, that kind of wisdom that God would put in a man in order to determine that he is one of the elect. So, unlike, say, modern-day Calvinists with perseverance of the saints, they say, well, you can give up your election. You can give up that spark. Here's how you don't do that. If you don't want to do that, you can make sure that you're impoverished, make sure that you don't really borrow from people unless you really, really need to, and then even then just stay up all night, every night, paying off that debt until you're done. When it says, let instruction not depart from your heart and God will be for you, yourself, that is an idea here that God will be for you if, if you guard your election. This sounds honestly a good bit like there is an attempt here to square the circle between their hyper-determinism and their Pelagianism. Your election, which is determined from centuries and millennia past, from eternity past, by God who puts a spirit in you and puts wisdom in you as one of these sons of light, well, you can use your not free but also free will to maintain and guard that within you. And that means ascetic life, poverty. It means being able to guard that super special election treasure within you, that spirit that's in you that they're calling a Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit. That said, we get to the point where he talks about, well, if you've taken a wife in your poverty and you're joined together, walk with the helpmate of your flesh. Now, this is not Qumran celebrating marriage. Oh, no, 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 no. This is more Qumran saying that you're going to pay the price. Remember the message of the seductress. Women are dangerous. Don't let them take your seed. After all, uh, let her not increase free will offerings or vows. Bring back her spirit to your good pleasure. Annul by the utterance of your mouth every binding oath of hers by which to vow a vow. In the Old Testament, if a wife or a daughter makes a rash vow, you, as a husband or a father, have the right to annul or veto that vow she takes to cancel it all together, to say, nope, she didn't mean it. Here, Qumran is saying, cancel everything. It doesn't matter. Just cancel it all, and then forgive her, and don't let her do just about anything. She is a burden on you if you've gotten married. And besides, you're going to have to give up your own daughter, so why would you do that? So in the how-to guide, it might be considered wisdom literature if the goal is eternal glory and salvation as one of the enlightened holy ones, it might be the case that this is the wisdom you need if you are going to accomplish that, according to Qumran. But it is not 
wisdom literature as here is what wisdom is, here is how to walk wisely. This is a how-to on approaching and maintaining a state of being above all other people. It's very, very, very different. So when we say here, the God of knowledge is the foundation of truth, and through the approaching mystery, he set apart its foundation, the work of his hands, and in pure understanding were revealed the secrets of his thought. Always seek these eagerly and understand all their results, and then you will know everlasting glory and his marvelous mysteries and the might of his deeds. It's talking about you have this thing in you, seek it, use earthly wisdom or even biblical wisdom to guard it, use your obedience to the community rule and your obedience to the law to protect it and keep walking in that way. Obviously, this is all abominable Gnosticism, especially when you think about how in real wisdom literature, the idea is what is good for its own sake, not for a mercenary utilization of it, as Qumran seems to be espousing. Terrible stuff, but it's not wisdom literature. That's the secret. That's the little con game that they're playing with this. This isn't Proverbs. This isn't Ecclesiastes. This isn't even the book of James. It really is using wisdom as a cover for uh, Gnostic soteriology. This is also why they get into mixed fabrics. In fragment 103, it says, Do not mix your merchandise. Uh, why should it be a mixture like a mule? Why should you be like one dressed in mixed materials in wool and linen? It's saying you have a path that you're walking along. You have a treasure that you have. Uh, each man according to his pleasure, like a spring of living water which contains a secret. You're like a treasure box with this wisdom or this super nice little spirit dwelling in you that God decided you would have. To mix it together would be, well, a lot like Adam and Eve. So he addresses Adam here. He made you, Adam, rule over it to cultivate and guard it. The soil will sprout for you thorn and thistle, and it will not give you its strength because of your unfaithfulness. Hmm. It will sprout for you everything, knowing evil, knowing good. The idea here is, again, if you start to go apart from this path and you are not guarding that little treasure box nature in yourself, then you're like Adam. You're the dude that ate the forbidden fruit and diluted and mixed and ruined his holiness the same way you ruin a garment, according to the law, by mixing fabrics. Again, that's all psychotic. Because according to Qumran, you never had a choice in any of it. So it's a practical guide that may or may not be a little bit of a fake out, given that they didn't believe in free will but told you to use your free will to do all of this stuff. Yeah, parsing through this is pretty difficult, but I think the rest of the wisdom literature will be able to cover that next week, if any of it at all is wisdom literature in the first place, because my goodness, I'm not actually seeing any real wisdom here. <laughs> anyway, I will catch you all next week. Amen and amen.